You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. All right, Eddie, I got you. Here we are on a, mon- a gloomy Monday. I haven't said this in a long time. A gloomy Monday. What's up, Al? Oh, hi there, Jerry. I uh, got an interesting phone call this morning on the uh, call-in lines. Oh. Mm, do you remember a uh, number of years ago I was doing appearances at the Dodge dealership in Amityville? Yeah, I do remember that, yes. Uh, I forget the name of it for, for whatever reason. They were very nice. Amityville me. Dodge. No, it wasn't. A, what do you got there, Eddie? Security Dodge? Security Dodge. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I was doing appearances at Security Dodge <clears throat> on like the weekends, uh, maybe once a month for a couple months. They were very nice to me out there. One time when I was out there, a, a guy showed up, a, a grown man. It was harassing you, right? Yeah. So this was a guy who calls the radio station all the time. He calls the overnights mostly. He used to call Boomer and Cart many years ago. Okay. But he never had anything interesting to say. So I stopped putting him on. Right. And he used to call trying to do an impression of the Steinbrenner family. It was just not, it wasn't interesting. So I stopped putting him on. So then he started in the overnight calling and bad-mouthing me to whoever was on. And then one time I'm at this car dealership and he comes up to me. I didn't know it was him until I heard his voice. And he goes, "Eh, you think you're a tough guy, huh? So he says to me, (laughs) I'm like, I'm just trying to help sell a car, man. Yeah, I can't beat anybody up. And I know I could beat this guy up. Like he's older than me. Right. So I go, I go, yeah, go, you ain't going to do anything. Get lost. And then I told the security Dodge people, like, throw, can we throw this guy right. here? So they throw him out of here. That was years ago. Right, sure. That's probably seven, eight years ago. At least. Maybe more. So today I get a phone call on on the line, and it's him. But I didn't know it was him at first. He goes, uh, he goes, is this the, he goes, yeah, who am I speaking with? I said, well, who are you looking for? He goes, the Boomer and Geo producer. I go, that's me. He goes, he called me a uh, bagel bender. Which I guess... I have no idea what that means. I'm not sure what that means either. Okay. He goes, yeah, you bagel bender. He goes, uh, you going out to the Vegas Super Bowl? I'll see you out there. I'll come. Maybe I'll do something about that. Do something about what? Right, that's what I said. I said, do something about what? He goes, yeah, you'll see. I'll see you in Vegas. Now, I have this man's phone cell number that he called me from because we would call our ID. So I looked it up. I got a name. And then I also was like, you know what? I want to spam his phone. Oh, boy. Because I now have his phone number. Yes, you do. I could spam his phone. But you have to pay for it. Because I did look up how do you spam people's phones. Other than just signing them up individually for things, you you can spam people. I didn't know that. Yeah, but you got to pay. And then all of a sudden, my credit card will be linked to this thing I paid. Yes. 
You know what I mean? I don't want to do that, but you could pay, and it only costs like $9 for every 40 seconds they get a text message. Damn. A hundred of them. Oh, my God. I was like, I was thinking of doing it just because I have this guy's number now. I don't know. I thought you could do it for free. I don't know. Back in the day, somebody got my old WNEW email address when I worked there. Someone I must have pissed off somewhere. Yeah. And they signed me up. Remember there was a website called ask.com? I do ask Jeeves, and then I went to ask. Yeah, then I went to ask.com. And you could, back then, you could could give them your email address and check off all the boxes of what you wanted information on. Yeah, sure. And somebody signed me up for everything. (laughs) So So my email was hammered. That's funny. Every day. And I was like, I need something like that to hammer (laughs) this guy. So I'm thinking about it. That sucks, though, that something from your past like that has jumped back into the the fold. (laughs) Punk. I mean, like, I wonder what about today made him go, hey, you remember that guy that, uh, that Right, I, well, why you bother him so much? Yeah, why I mean, bother? Just because you didn't let him on, okay. I bother a bunch of the overnight callers. This is something I'll have to ask Sal about tomorrow. Like, the there's a handful of overnight callers that really dislike me. Well, they're probably callers you wouldn't put on. Right, that's true. And on the overnight, name, where are you from? What are you talking about? Yeah. Hold on. So you put them right through, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. I loved the audio you had today of Danielle McCartney. I know you did. I could tell you liked it. Screaming at a she caller. She was genuinely ups- like mad at him. Yeah, that's what I like. Like when you can hear somebody genuinely break yeah. on the air. Yeah. Like we've heard. We've all. Like uh, it wasn't fake. No, it wasn't fake. Mm-hmm. It was like some of the Sal stuff, not fake. No. No, Sal never is fake. Right. Never has been. Not fake. Geo the one time, not fake. Yeah. Like those are the best. Yeah. No, when it's real. Someone reaches their breaking point on the radio. Yeah. Now, you want to control yourself, and I thought she did. Yeah, she did. But she certainly allowed herself to go a little bit, too, Yeah, which was, I thought, a good thing. She did seem like she wanted to yell a curse word in the very beginning yes. when she went to yell. 100%. She stopped herself. She did stop herself, which was good. I, yes. I think she was going to say, you bleeping me. Yeah. That's what I think she was going to say. Right. So, yeah, it happens, you know. So, I'm getting a little concerned now. My John Mellencamp show is less than two weeks away, Jerry. Yeah. Is he sick? No, but he just canceled tonight's show in Albany. You're kidding me. Or tomorrow, it's tomorrow night's show in Albany. And not making it up. Just to get your refunds at the... Well, the good news is you're going to see your alma mater. That's true. So it's not like this is a wasted trip. <laughs> you're going to see the beautiful sights of Indianapolis again yeah. in June. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to travel the highways of Indiana. Right. And you're going to get some great local food yeah, and drink. Mm-hmm. You'll go take some pictures at your place of, 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 of study. Right. And then you'll hop back on a plane and come home. And you'll feel all fulfilled with a wonderful trip to Indianapolis and Indiana for no reason other than a show you wanted to see got canceled. No, you can't. can't don't cancel on me, John Mellencamp. That would suck. That would really suck. It, would you just cancel the trip then? Probably. And take your refund? Yeah. And then go somewhere else. Are you a, an airline insurance guy? No. Yeah, me neither. I've never done. I'm not an airline. I've also never guy. canceled airline tickets. Yeah, nor nor do I. Like I could probably get them changed for just like credit on the airline. Yeah, I mean you'll get you'll get beat a little bit financially. Like they do, like you can change your tickets, but there are penalties involved. Oh, is that right? Oh, sure. Oh, oh. absolutely. Like they'll give you a credit. Like that's the only thing. There was one time, so I lied. There was one time that I canceled the flight, and it was to California. And I want to say the tickets were cheap, which is why we bought them. But I bought them without checking with Kim and the dates and work and everything. 
I want to say it was 260 round trip, which to me, going to San Francisco, that's cheap round trip. And I want to say we were given like a credit of like $96 a ticket. What? Yeah. So we lost like that's half the crap. money. crap. But to me, the amount that I fly, I mean, for what they charge you, you know, $22 for insurance, you add it up. Right. I'm still well beyond positive. Yeah. Now, I don't know. Uh, he still he doesn't have that many more shows left to do. Okay. So we will uh, we will see what happens. Maybe they didn't sell. Maybe you know what? Maybe it didn't sell out in uh, Albany, and uh, he you needs think? a day off. I don't know. How would John Kruger Mellencamp not sell out? Not sure. Maybe the so tickets never, are expensive. First of all, I want to see is he sick? Did you at least look that up? Yet? No, I did not look that up. They gave no reason for the cancellation of the show. Oh, it pops right up. Laryngitis. For real? No. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So remember I said to you that I wanted to see Tears for Fears in Atlantic City next week? And Kim's not interested, so that's fine. So we're not going, no problem. How about the fact they're playing the Garden? What? Tears for Fears is at Madison Square Garden. I don't believe that they could even come close to selling that out. First of all, now what I don't know is, I don't know if they're an opening act or not, but when I put in, so I was looking for... Um, Tears for Fears, Madison. I just wanted to see like what events are going on in New York City over the next couple weeks. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, here we go. Uh, Tears for Fears, Madison Square Garden, June twenty sixth. Huh. So Ticketmaster would be the legit, right? That yes. would be the legit places to go that aren't resales. Correct. I can't believe they're big enough to. I'm sure still popular enough to play uh, the garden. There's a lot of seats available. Yeah. I mean, when you, all right, so if I go to, wow, there's a ton of seats actually available. <laughs> huh, they might want to cancel. <laughs> if I look, I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, oh my God, six, seven, eight. All right, I got to stop. These are full the sections. The first nine sections said 100 plus tickets available. Yeah, that's not good. No. That's not good, Tears for Fears. They're going to move you to the small theater. Like, the, And now, you know what? I'm clicking on, I'm actually clicking on the seat chart. Yeah. Holy crap, Al. Empty. Oh, my God. All right. Well, they're, they're not, uh, I guess people don't want to go see Tears for Fears. I think it's 50 bucks. Well, it's whoever booked that room is is to blame. This is amazing. There are, there are more seats available and sold, and this concert is in less than two weeks. Yeah. Wow. That's embarrassing. It's going to be embarrassing for them. You can't do that. No, I don't think you can, especially if you have smaller venue, but especially you go from a packed crowd. And I know it's only probably 3,000, 4,000 people, but there's got to be a feel to a full stage. And and then that, that's going to be cavernous, as they right. say. What was Very the guy cavernous. in 10, 10 wins? Cavernous crack. Cavernous cracks. Yeah. Wow. So uh, where I park my car uh, at my... Oh, park. Damn it. Tickets last two times, too. Where I park my car... In Bradley Beach, I have an assigned parking spot. Yeah. And it happens to be near a tree that's like, you know, the trees shed these like weird hay-looking needles. Yeah, yeah, sure. They're like needles, but they look like hay. I understand. So they get on uh, they get on my windshield and stuff. And Yesterday when I was at Gina's house, I parked at Gina's house, and I see that, that these hay needles, and they're kind of jammed in where my windshield goes. I go, you know what? I'm going to pop the hood. Let's see what's going on under yeah. here. There were so many hay under the hood under my hood 
it looked like a nest, and it wasn't a nest. How weird. I know things do build nests under cars. Yeah. This was so much that I was actually surprised. And then I thought, you know, sometimes when I would drive on the road, like in a hot summer day, you see a car on fire. You're like, how the hell are cars catching on fire? That's how. This is how. Yeah. Dried out needles and, and heat. Yes, there was so much of it under, uh, wow. and I didn't even get all of it. I had all, like a half a, a trash bag of You're kidding needles me. under. I should have taken a picture. Damn. It was wild. So if you're in this situation, take a look under your hood. You never know what's going on. I actually look under the hood there. every couple of weeks. Really? Yeah. yeah I'm going to have to start doing this now, like just looking, like clean it out every week. Yes, I would think you're going to have to. If that's where your parking spot is, Yeah, that ain't going to change. Because some, uh, some of the needle type things were black. Wow. Like I charred. Guess charred. You're lucky you didn't have a fun engine fire. Yes. Very lucky. Damn, At dude. first I was looking, I was like, what, did a rat or a squirrel make a nest here? No. That no. is bizarre, though, how those got in. Well, there's that, there is that, that, you know, that I know, opening, you but know? that many? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, very crazy. No, I'm glad you're all right. Yes. Thank you, Jerry. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Um... I felt a little emasculated this weekend also, something that happened. There was a bird's nest high above on the side of Gina's house mm-hmm. that they were getting into the attic. Even. Yeah. So it, we had to come out. So Gina had this idea of squirting it with the hose and knock it off that way. Mm-hmm. That did not work. So then we were up hanging out the window upstairs with a broom trying well, you really to get had it. some weekend yeah this is what i did so we're hitting it with the broom and it just is not it is lodged in mm-hmm. there lodged in. i watch birds make a nest in front of my dining room window yeah. every year it is amazing well the, what goes into it right what goes into it what materials uh-huh. they find they use everything plastic yes. rope and and what you're saying is the way they lodge the nest in between branches is incredible. Well, this is in her house. They lodged it in between the house and the one of the pipes, like the out no the, the drain pipes. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. lodged in yeah. there. And there was no birds in there at right. the time we were doing this. All right, no so the, birds were harmed. So the water, the spray didn't work. The spray didn't, didn't work. work. The broom didn't work. Da, 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 da. And we're on the side of the house where these neighbors are having a bar, small barbecue. <laughs> They're a little ways away, but they could definitely. They're laughing. They're of course. And Gina's like, oh, "I'm hopeful. I hope we're entertaining you as you're doing this." So do, still doing it. Nothing. 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 Finally, a guy comes over. Not me. 
a guy who was visiting the neighbor <laughs> who looked up to be in like his 30s. Yeah. He goes, you got, if you got a ladder, I'll go up there and take it down. I'm hol- helping hold the ladder for another man. <laughs> he scaled right up that thing. Grabbed barefoot, with his hands. Barefoot. Oh, barefoot. And he was, too. he had a, yeah. It, it was not easy to come out of there. Right. But yeah, I had to do that. Stuff. That's embarrassing. That was a little Why didn't you go up there with the ladder? That's too high for me. Oh, okay. No, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I get it. I don't like heights either. I feel like to remind, I feel like I'm like, I'm just, thank you. I'm all, I'm 53. I can't be going up on ladders. Anymore. You're 53. You're not 83. Correct. But, but I also, I, the heights thing is fine. I get that. Yeah, I'm afraid don't of use the age thing. Plus, this ladder did not feel very secure on this side of this house because yeah, it was going on, uh, on like mulch. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And yet he had no problem going right up no, there. No, he went right up there. It's amazing what some guys will do. Yes. Like when I had those trees trimmed at the top where they t- they basically cut the top part of the tree off because I was worried about it falling over. Watching a guy with those spiked shoes. Now, he had a protective harness and clip. I'm not saying he didn't. But they're still 50 feet in the air hanging on a branch. Yeah. With these spikes. And you were the chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. There's some insane. guys. Right. And that, that guy's probably doing that every day. Every day. All multiple day times a day. Right. I mean, what the hell kind of insurance does that company have to have? Right. You're up there with a chainsaw. My God. Yeah, pretty nuts. And I do have to call them back, actually, because I want to do it with another couple of trees. But I, I don't want to watch. I, I don't want to see it. Yeah, very dangerous. Here, I'll pay you. Be done by the time I get home because right. I'm nervous. Yeah, show up here when I'm not here. Oh, my God. Yeah. Crazy. You yeah. ever watch that Mike Rowe Dirty Jobs? Uh, I'm aware of it. I haven't really seen it. Some of them are some of them are stupid. Some of them are really good, though. Like, you, you know, you see, like, coal miners. He goes down there with them for a week. Yeah. Like, you know, things like that. Um, I saw one with the sewer system. Yeah. Guys oh, working yeah. in the sewer system. For sure. Like, all these different things that people do to make money is just, you know... Tough right, stuff. Very dangerous stuff. Yeah. And then, and then I laugh. Oh, we get paid to do this. <laughs> right. My God. Yeah. I saw there's a guy who every couple of months has to go up on this really high tower, like um, looks like an electrical tower to, to change the batteries in the, oh, in the, in, in the, the beacon light. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks. I'll pass. Yeah. But they say the job pays $25,000 per. Not interested. Right. <laughs> I don't care. I'll be honest with you. I don't care if it's $250,000. Yeah. I'm not going up there. Yeah, I wouldn't have the ability. I would crap myself. Yeah, my body would freeze. Yes. Like that, I li- it, there are times I feel my body, when it's too high and I'm outside, like I get even remotely near the edge, even with a fence, like a, a rail. Like I can feel my legs freeze. Like I don't go any further. Like I can't. Right. That's why when we were up there on that that glass rooftop with Jordan Davis. I was impressed. I, I know it's not stupid because I'm sure that glass is probably you know inches thick, but I was impressed that I was able to get close enough to look down. I do. I hate. I hate heights. Yeah, that was so high up there. It's a skyscraper yeah. in New York City. The 80th floor, right? Something yeah, like that. 83rd like floor. That. Yeah. I mean, oof. what about on an airplane? That feels different to you. Doesn't phase me. Yeah, same here. I feel like I'm in a car. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't either as terrifying as being on a plane can be, and it is sometimes. And when you have bad turbulence and bad weather and bad weather turbulence, it is frightening. I, I've had many, many flights like that, and yet I have no problem getting on a plane tomorrow. I just trust that 
your chances are still really, really good. Yes. But no, I don't know why. Fly, I, I told you, actually, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a pilot. That was one of the things I thought before I realized broadcasting could actually be a career. I wanted to be a commercial pilot. I wanted to work for TWA. Probably Continental, actually, at the time. Yeah. So, but that didn't happen. You could have been doing the announcements, sort of like broadcasting. I could have done that, sure. That's certainly possible. I could become a private pilot. Yes. But I never, like I said, once I realized broadcasting was a possibility, I never even thought about it again. Would you rather be a private pilot or a commercial pilot? Probably a commercial pilot. But I don't know. A private pilot might get paid better money. It depends on the jets you're flying to. I mean, some of them are so nice. that You got to feel super safe on them even though they're all part of the same. Like I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to fly one of these three seat planes. I don't know. No, I just yeah. feel like I don't have much chance. I, I know they do, but I wouldn't feel great about my chances in a storm. I don't know. But would you feel weird having everybody's life in your hands for like a, a plane that holds 300 people? I think that's a decision you make when you go for the training. I mean, you're responsible. Yeah, I mean, you're responsible for a lot of people, for sure. You're not the only one. You're part of a team. Yes. But that that's the other weird thing just to think about. Okay, so next is it next week? Yeah. Next week at the end of the week, I'm getting on a plane and going to Indianapolis yeah. from Newark. Yep. That plane will be packed. Yeah, and I have no idea why. Who the hell is going to Indiana? Right. In June. Yeah. I know. It's going to be crowded. I know it is. Well, so I booked I booked my flights to Texas for our trip at the end of July. The one flight going out there, I had a no joke. I, I swear to God, I said to Kim, so last time we did a big, a longer flight. I don't mean Florida. Florida, what? You sit wherever. It's two hours. It's not a big deal. The last longer flight we took was to Arizona. And I got us in first class going out there. Coming back, I couldn't, but it, well, whatever. But I felt pretty good. Yeah, whatever. I got the extra money. We'll do first class this time. So no joke, I said to Kim before I was doing the airfare on Friday or Thursday or Friday, which was last week, I'm like, hey, if it's not crazy, I'm going to do, I'll do first class for us going. I don't know about coming back. Uh, but definitely going down there. And she's like, oh, if you want to. I go to pick the seats. We're in like row 35. There's no seats. First class sold out. All the extra legroom seats and rows sold out. All the crappy rows sold out. I was lucky that I actually got two and two. I think we're in rows like 34 and 36. Yeah, it's like, What the hell? It is so strange to me how many people fly every day. Yeah. All over the place. Yes. Yeah. Like my, my buddy flies every week. I would say on average three flights a week. Usually Monday morning, he uh five AM between five AM and six AM, he departs Newark for somewhere. He's there Monday and Tuesday for work. Then either Tuesday night or Wednesday morning flies to another location and then flies home Friday afternoon. And like his work week there is usually two different cities every week. He has some weeks where he's home. But I would say out of 52 weeks out of the year, he flies 35 weeks, 34 weeks, and it's usually three flights a week. Yeah, and a lot of people do that. It's wild when you go through the airport and you're like, here's a flight to Pittsburgh, packed. Mm-hmm. Here's a trip, someone's going to Missouri. Yeah. So strange. Like, I would think a flight to Indianapolis, I'd be like, we run this flight once a week. Right, and it's not. It's not only, now it's not like going to Orlando, but even a flight like that, you can get multiple flights a day. Not, right. not 10. Right. But you get two or three options. Yeah, I know they have a, a yeah, I think they have a morning, midday, mm-hmm. and maybe an evening. And then you can include JFK and LaGuardia in that. And right. they have flights. 
And then other airports are also flying to Indianapolis. Yeah. Why? Numerous. Uh, why? Because millions of people fly every week. Around it's really something. It's like when you look at those uh, those things you'll see on the airplane when you're bored of, in the sea pocket, and you'll look and you might be on like a, where all the lines are. Yeah, all the destinations. And that's daily. Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's one airline. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The amount of airplanes in the sky is crazy. Well, that's why after nine eleven, I remember some of the astronauts that were hovering in space. And the satellite images were saying it's the most beautiful sky they had seen in decades because all flights were grounded. And it just looked, you know, pretty in the sky without yeah. all the all the all the planes flying all over the place. Speaking of travel, did you see a place I enjoyed a great deal when we went? We went to Punta Cana about five years ago. You see the US Department of Travel has put out an alert. Don't go there right now. Really? Murders, kidnappings. All sorts of bad stuff going on in the Dominican Republic right now. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I saw they uh, they issued the alert. I'll pull it up right now. Oh, my gosh. Imagine you have a trip booked there. Right. What do you Dakota? do? Because it ain't cheap. Yeah. Uh, Dominican. Here it is. U.S. travel alerts. Dominican Republic. E -e -e -e. Reissued with update. Here we go. I got to find it. State Department issues alert for Dominican Republic. This was three days ago. Um. They are warning travelers going there to exercise increased caution due to crime and safety concerns. It was placed under a level two warning out of four. Um, violent crime, including armed robbery, homicide, and sexual assault is a concern. Oof. You know how bad it has to get for them to issue a warning? Yes, I, I know. Because a handful of incidents, they'd be like, well, these, who knows? Yeah. Scary. That and I scary. liked it when we went there. And I felt pretty good when we went there. We had the resort picked us up. Which resort? Do you remember? We went to the Hard Rock. Hard Rock, yeah. Which I thought was great. Um, so they picked us up. They were fully, and they told us what to look for so that we weren't duped into. So we looked for the, the they gave us the guy's name, what his badge number was, what his placard would look like, and it was to a T. So it was great. We went there. We got in the car with the guy. It is a dicey ride. Because there are a couple of roads you're on where you're like, wow, like the poverty is just, it's sad. I don't, there's nothing, it's its eye-opening and it's horribly sad. And then you see some guys on motorcycles and you're thinking, oh, are they carrying guns? And so we got to the resort, everything was great. Once you're in there, you feel pretty good. And then you got to get back to the airport and you're driving the same roads. I don't know that, I loved it. I really did. We had a great time. I don't know that I would go back though. Yeah, what's weird of that is like, let's say... You know, you're doing everything the right way. What what happens if that guy's car breaks now? Yeah, you're stuck. You're all just you're stuck in the middle of yeah. disaster town. And we landed at night. Oof. Yeah, oof is right. Yes. Oof. -ah, I know. Crazy. Uh -huh. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm up show. Are uh, uh, you doing this tomorrow morning with Peter Schwartz? Peter Schwartz. Okay. Me and Peter Schwartz tomorrow morning. You and Sal in for Boomer and Geo. Sounds good to me. All right. So <laughs> 